Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about married at first sight, with me, Omar Abid, Sarah Clark, at Sarah Clark Celebrates on Instagram, and Claire Limmer Abid. Welcome back, Claire. Thank you very much. Missed you. It was, yeah, we really missed you too. I it mean, was... I saw you that day. Yeah. So <laughs> and that night. Yeah. Oh no, I went out. Yeah, you did. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Keeping it fresh. Yeah, <laughs> mix well, it up a bit. Well, welcome back. Do you have Thank any thoughts on, on what we talked about and if we missed anything or... No, it was good listening as, yeah, like you said, as when a you fan. Were, yeah, it was good listening as a listener, as a fan. Oh, well, actually, I've just thought before we, we move on and get your kind of general thoughts about last week, talking about listening as a as a fan and a listener, mm-hmm. have you guys noticed ads? Oh, <laughs> oh no! We've got ads, which I know is fucking annoying. You just have to fast forward. <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. they invented the skip 30 seconds button, <laughs> but it's a big deal for us. It's a big deal for us. Makes- I did get caught up in that when I was listening. I was like, yeah. oh, when's the next ad and what's yeah. it going to be? Who's who's going to advertise with us next? Oh, it's the trolls band together, the new trolls <laughs> enjoyed that well people should know that it's going to benefit them in the long run because it means we can do more podcasts yeah. it means we might be able to have events in the future we mm. might be able to have some exciting things happen that all the money we will earn from those ads will go back into maths hysteria we're not we're not pocketing it <laughs> <laughs> spending on pringles we're a community yeah. interest yeah. company i mean sarah only knows what i tell her so <laughs> yeah. well yeah so do i actually you're the only one who accesses the analytics if he starts wearing brand new like gold plated clothes <laughs> yeah. like, oh, i've done every every episode so far in a hoodie but suddenly start wearing silk shirts <laughs> yeah, they're still cool right <laughs> they always were they always will be <laughs> right well yeah let's um let's get to your thoughts then what what do you think about so the spa day was a big deal wasn't it last mm-hmm. time and I think that we, you guys covered it really well. And I think thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's my feedback on the episode. Um, Leave us a review. <laughs> yeah, reviews. Reviews are good. I'll do that. Um, yeah, I think something that struck me about the spa day was the amount of slow mo camera action around <laughs> the bikini shots, the um, swimming trunk shots. That it was a lot, and that I thought was a bit surprising to me for maths really because, well it just felt it was more than we've had before it, yeah it was gratuitous well, you and I it was have, a lot you and I have talked about how it's not necessarily like 
body there's not a lot of bigger sizes it's quite conventional size yeah. well not even conventional the average person is a lot bigger than that yeah um so yeah it's instagram size instagram size <laughs> <laughs> but even for the men i suppose as well like know. you know it happened a bit last night with matt didn't it and i know we'll come to the new couples but there was a lot of matt in the gym, close-ups on his well, arms. There just is a lot of math. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Beefcake. Yeah. It's like Johnny yeah. Bravo. Do you remember Johnny Bravo? <laughs> um, and I guess we were saying it might stop people applying for the show if they would. feel like it's going to be like bodies on display. Yeah. But some of the drama from the spa day has started to seep into last yes. night's show Certainly where has. we saw Ella talk to Nathaniel about her flirtation. Yes. With JJ. That was... She was good on her for being open, I She suppose, was really open. But, like, her whole body language and stuff, like, sort of giggling, being, yeah, it was bad of me. You know, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Even when she said, um, oh, he just doesn't fancy Bianca. Yeah. Really what she wanted to say is because she, because he fancies me. Yeah. That's, 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 that's how she like, knows. And she was kind of holding back from saying that. That was the subtext, that. wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It very much just was, Just of all the yeah. people to say it to. I know. Well, I feel like it backs up my point on Friday where I said I don't think Nathaniel would feel slighted if Ella was to change affections or whatever. I don't think Nathaniel would feel slighted because I don't think he's that bothered. But he sort of brought it into Bianca's point of view. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, you haven't thought he's got a wife. There's another wife. He kept bringing it back to Bianca, which I mm. thought was good because obviously that's an important point to raise. But it wasn't like, oh, you've hurt and embarrassed me. Yes. I yeah. don't think Nathaniel really cares he did say he wasn't happy and he did say like I'm your partner he's not your partner you shouldn't be flirting with someone who's not true, your partner true. but I do know what you mean Sarah he wasn't like he wasn't outraged he didn't or... seem he didn't feel emotional <laughs> <laughs> in a Shakespearean sort of way like I'll kill him <laughs> yeah exactly he was I mean obviously I'm, he was bothered but he wasn't really bothered. Had he didn't eye seem, twitch. Yeah, he didn't seem so emotional. I mean, he about didn't it, even really, did he did even he? did he even get up from lying back on no, the set? No, no, it was very it was very <laughs> possible word <laughs> laid down. Um, but yeah, he brought it back to. And actually, I think when he mentioned Bianca, that's where Ella sort of flinched and was like, "Oh shit, yeah, this isn't amazing behaviour from me." She was sort of joking about it, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. About what happened, and then when he kept bringing up Bianca, she was like, "Oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have." I don't know. Was there any sort of what's the word guilt there or sort of regret mm. I think maybe a little bit Ella. when she thought about Bianca I think maybe a little bit but I don't think she sees it as oh, that big a deal but was it a big deal like they were just flirting yeah I don't this whole like this Ella going oh that's just who I am and you have to live with it it's like mm. well, it's, it's pretty, sort of inappropriate like it's not something like you said to me last night if I went on a night out and I was just like and I went out with you and you and Johnny and then came yeah. back and was like oh yeah we had a good night and me and Sarah were flirting it was like no you know yeah well, we know we fancy each other so we just had a flirt oh my god so weird the podcast think about the podcast that is, that is great content <laughs> Yeah, true. Watch the podcast implode. (laughs) And we shift some units, though. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think the reason I feel like it's a bigger deal is because it feels like it's not the end of the flirtation. Ella and JJ feels like it's maybe going to go somewhere. And I think you can almost tell from the way that they're following the Mm storyline. Sometimes, like, we're not stupid. Sometimes the way that things are edited and shown, you're like, well, if they're showing that it's gonna something's gonna happen because else why did they bother showing that yeah so i have the sense that there might be there might be some sort of who knows we'll see i think so and we have seen that bit of the next dinner party haven't we 
where Ella is yes. particularly upset and angry and storms off. Yes. And Nathaniel's being seemingly comforted, perhaps, by Laura. I think there's quite a so lot there's... of name-calling going on mm. and shouting. Yeah. And then the other thing that seeped out from the spa day was um, <laughs> JJ and... Bianca going for dinner with Erica and Jordan. And I was like, oh, what they cooked, what they cooked. Yeah. Nachos. <laughs> Nachos. <laughs> I thought it was like some amazing like lasagna. And something. fajitas. I think uh, also fajitas were next. Fair enough. I think and nachos, I, then fajitas. I'm so ruled by my stomach that I couldn't concentrate on them until I saw what it was they were eating. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is it, what is it? Cheesy. <laughs> yeah. you, you said last night that, I mean, we're going to come to George and Peggy, but you said at least actually at their meal people were eating. Because often yes. those nachos, fajitas, whatever, you just, just remain there. on the platters just remember it's top. always the platters in the Australian one they always have oh, this beautiful platter me cheese mad. meats grapes chutneys you know oh it looks amazing and they just sit there it's never touched I'd be the person but they were actually eating around my mouth stuffing <laughs> yeah. my teeth I'd be like what did you say yeah what did you say something about walls <laughs> I'm eating a burrito too much crunching so Erica and Jordan played the like 1950s couple of like hosting dinner party right we, we spoke on Friday about Erica and right, it's sort of the Luke situation where everything she was saying was right about uh, the flirtation between JJ and Ella, but she took a bit of glee in delivering it. Well, I think you don't know if that was just to get back at Ella. Well, no, for me, and actually, it was Johnny who pointed it out because I hadn't really twigged. It was the hypocrisy because she was saying, Oh, I would never let someone talk about my man that way, but actually, it was Ella who said she fancied JJ, but it was also Erica who said she fancied JJ. So she herself had said the same thing. Mm. Yeah, but, but I she, think she, not to the same extent. Yeah, and I think the question was which other bride or groom, partner, husband, wife fancy? would you snog? Right. So she said JJ, <laughs> wasn't it? I'm instantly flipping now from criticizing Erica <laughs> to now defending her. Yeah, she said she she uh, fancied JJ out of the group, but she wasn't doing what Ella was doing, like licking her lips. Yeah. And t- 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 I don't, but I don't think she said she fancied him. That's different, isn't no, right. it? If he, you asked a question, kiss, who whatever. would you kiss? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean you fancy them. Yeah, Whereas if you're saying you fancy someone, that's that's a step further, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but then they was, were splitting on top. But it was the fact that Erica was sat there sort of being like, oh, I can't believe that Bianca's been like... Um, you know, wronged in this way. Yeah. But actually she was sort of doing a similar thing of picking on picking out JJ as the person she I don't know. I don't know. I feel like so many of my sentences end I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? So but she was like, oh, I'd be fucking fuming. Those were her yeah, words yeah. to camera. I'd be fucking fuming. Um, mm. And JJ just sort of sat there like a sort of like. Well, J- JJ cat. was. Uh, I don't think a big thing should be made of it. Of course. <laughs> 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 fucking don't. Which was very Porsche spin the bottle, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. not talk about this anymore. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's yeah. not. <laughs> and the, the shy smile you mentioned the other day, I did. It's, it's very infantile. That's what it is. It, yeah. it's, this whole thing is like, I'm a little kid. He sort of leans yeah. back and lets it all happen around him, and it's like, well, I've got nothing to do with it. He's not, he's not a protagonist. He sort of mm. lets things happen around him. Him and then he's like and with him and Bianca <laughs> when his words were so empty when she was saying sorry again we're jumping all over the place when she said well what are we going to do like how do you feel and he was like I think he said let's just go back to like finding ourselves and remember we're in the process and it was words that were strung together that had no meaning <laughs> whatsoever there wasn't even a hint of meaning yeah. to the words yeah that was, was the one note I've made 
JJ go back. It made, go back to what? It made they no sense. They have never moved I know. on from the beginning anyway. So why? <laughs> they can't go back. That for There's me. There's nowhere to go back to. That for me was screaming of, I want to stay in the process. I want to keep you happy enough that you say stay rather than leave. Mm. But I'm not promising you anything. Yeah. It was like the most empty words yeah. to try and placate her. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how she remains placated because it's like he didn't actually say anything. Yeah, I don't know if she does, really. But I think she is a bit stuck because I think she wants to try and she feels like she should and she's in this process and, you know, she, I think, would like it to work. But she can tell it's not going to. I think she can tell. She can feel the connection isn't there, really. But I I think she doesn't quite know what to do with that. And sometimes when you're clinging to wanting something to work, you do take any little, like, throwaway you like take the crumbs and so I think he sometimes says like oh but you're a beautiful girl or you're the nicest person I've met or like and so I think she's clinging to those throwaway compliments which I don't have a lot I don't think they have a lot behind them I don't think he necessarily means I think Mm -hmm. you're beautiful or you're the nicest person I've ever met I think he's just saying them or he does think that but he doesn't feel that maybe so I, I he does think she's lovely she's genuine she's attractive but he doesn't feel yeah. attracted to her yeah so I then think that's the difference that's true. isn't it so she's clinging to those things mm. and then he's saying empty words like let's just go back to the process what the hell does that mm. mean <laughs> you haven't been doing anything you haven't moved forward from anywhere there's nowhere to go back to no you can't leave JJ <laughs> you must not leave <laughs> Let's talk about in-laws week. I think it was in-laws week. Possibly family week. Family and friends week or something. Family and some friends week. Some people just had like best mates, didn't they? Yeah. So like Luke and Jay, he had his mate. Yes. And she had her sister. Yeah. I like her sister. Oh, yeah. I know. She seemed and very And his friends seemed all right. Johnny was like, well, maybe they'll get together. <laughs> I think some of my romantic sides rubbing up on him. I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. But, yeah. Um, and they'll have more discussions about where to move. Well, they, can, if they do get together, they can just have, share a car to go and visit. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's like Gavin and Stacey. Jay and her sister can move together. There you go. Yeah. Make the women move, bloody hell. Oh, well, this seems to be the thing, doesn't it? Because he, he has laid it down like this process steady. That is it. I am it not moving. clear in his mind that he can't, he can't move. But doesn't want to force her to move well you sort of yeah. <laughs> it's I know. not really a discussion there left. and you know the... she's a people pleaser I said that loads yeah. you said that loads last night I don't night. think she gives me people pleaser vibes I think she's quite strong willed in a good way anyway I've, we've seen this before where a couple it's it, they're going well and then suddenly halfway through geography comes the sticking point mm. and you hear over and again of who's going to move and it, it does become a bit of a sticking point doesn't it yeah but we shall see what happens and I guess they're trying to like park it for now and like live in the moment I mean coffee DM it's funny it's funny isn't it because like you think oh well get over it like if you were in Australia live in Birmingham (laughs) (laughs) yeah choose a neutral part not Birmingham everybody loses because you're not near any of your family or friends you've only got each other (laughs) I thought you meant because they're living in Birmingham (laughs) no offence to the people of Birmingham you bankrupt council Um, (laughs) (laughs) moving swiftly political chat but yeah, I was going to say, oh, if they lived in Australia, it's literally like thousands of, yeah. of miles apart. But it's that, madness. That being said, when I was single and I was on dating apps and stuff, I put my 
radius was like 20 miles. 20 I'm, not, I'm not fucking going I'm that I'm not far. getting on a train. <laughs> yeah. I will only do a long walk. Yeah. <laughs> a light jog. <laughs> it's, a, it's a massive, it's, it's a massive yeah. thing. Like, it is she, a She's deal. from like kind of Lancashire, like North, North Lancashire. Yeah, Burnley. Yeah. So, um, to Essex, it's a long way. And it's a whole is. different way of life in Essex. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to get a vajazzle before they let you in. Um, yeah, no, I think it's becoming a bit of a stupid. We'll see what happens. But it was nice to see them with light-hearted members of their friends and family who weren't trying to catch them out. Oh, my yeah. God. So, like, sometimes with friends and family, you get the sense people are coming in with a huge, like, like chips on their shoulders yeah. or, like, um, a game to play on trying to catch out the partner. But actually... Jay's mates, um, James, Jay's sister's lovely and wasn't mm. trying to catch Luke out and Luke's friends seemed all right. The thing that I find funny is like, in what other walk of life, in what other situation are you sat around having drinks and dinner and you just have to talk about your sex life with your I siblings know. and friends? Like, we've had yeah. sex, the sex is good. And I, mean, I don't think I'm a prude, but it's just funny because it's like, in what other situation are you just sat yeah. there yeah. and out of nowhere, like, cold as day you just go the sex is good and everyone's like do you want a round of applause like where do we go from there everyone yeah. just started started twirling up there at like, oh, yeah. no. and the sister was like well it's better than being shit isn't it or something like that yeah. but it's just so funny because it's not normal conversation it's not like there's an element of privacy with your sex life with your partner where you, it's not you don't bring it out in the open in front of them necessarily maybe you talk about it with your girlfriends or your male friends I don't know but to say it's just funny it's just a funny yeah. scenario I would say we maybe should um, should have mentioned this in the intro that uh, stay tuned because we have an interview with uh, Charlene Douglas mm. sex expert and we intimacy do. coach and she would I, I imagine I wasn't part of the interview but I imagine she would say it should be normal you should be able yeah. to talk about Absolutely. it over yeah. spaghetti and I think I've said the, I think I've already said the word sex like 20 times today just talking to Charlene no, it's a good interview, so stay tuned. But it's just funny, isn't it, just seeing... It's, it's just not what we're used to, I guess, as Brits. Yes. It's like just sit being around the dinner table in the cold light of day. But they <laughs> I seem... I least they had a bottle of wine. Yes. They seem like they're going well and their friends and family want it to work. No one's trying to trip them up. No, no. no I think, uh, yeah, they still seem seem solid. And it's a, a, a genuine issue which needs to be overcome. This is the kind of stuff that we we kind of like to see on maths. It's, the geography situation. Yeah, it's like no one... It's not unnecessary drama. It's an actual problem yeah. that, you know, couples couples have and this particular couple has. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they resolve that. Yeah. yeah. Although I suppose the problem is we... It's something that'll happen after they leave the show, so we might never. Yeah, to be honest, too. we'll just be like scrolling through their Instagrams to see if we can see Burnley in the background. Like, <laughs> sex in the background. Oh, did you see yeah. by the way um, from the Australian series, Melinda and Leighton have split up. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. yeah, about a year on or something. Which in, it's good innings, isn't it, to do a whole another year off off camera? But it's a shame. I think that's quite sad. Yeah. I was quite surprised. I don't really know why I was surprised, but, you know. Well, I think that's what, like a nice couple. I think that's what I mean. I think if you manage a whole year after the show, yeah. that seems like you're on a good track to then lasting. that's going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's quite sad. Well, it's yeah. not like, uh, you remember Matt and Dan from Series yes. 6 UK? And he lived it. That was a geography thing. He was in Leeds. That's right. Dan was yeah. in Northern Ireland. It was like oh, a yes. yoga retreat kind of the kind He of was shit young. He was I a bit young. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit younger, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they, they were together for like two years after that and oh, then wow. decided to part, part yeah. ways. So that a was conscious a, uncoupling. Yeah, like <laughs> that kind of business. Yeah, Melinda put out this big Instagram post. We well, still love uh, each other. Melinda and Leighton put out this yeah. big Instagram post 
Just do it. Just do a gif or something. We're done. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to read it. Goodbye. One. Yeah. But the reason I said about like friends and family wanting to trip them up or not wanting in this case is when you go back to George and Peggy, people are coming with these like game plan like. I don't know. I really felt for well, George, which I never thought I'd say. Every week, I feel more and more for for George. Oh, and actually, right, well, we'll come come back to it maybe because we'll finish finish the point that you're making. I've seen the squatting video. Have you? I've seen it. Thank you to Michael Harmston, who's one of our <laughs> longtime friends and followers. Who uh, it was going around last night, and you know. I often complain about people sending us stuff, but then I, I also very much enjoy it. So. What's your take on the squat? I can see why people would say it's firstly Holly's talking a fair amount of rubbish in general in okay. my in my opinion uh, Holly being Peggy's sister yeah <laughs> he's wearing shorts he's just wearing normal shorts that people wear to the wear to the gym he's in his bedroom he's facing the wall doing doing squats he's got a, he's got a shirt on like a you know t-shirt or whatever he's been made to do 20 squats and then at the end, he like he stands up and he sort of pulls his shorts up a bit so you can see. We turned around and you can see the front of his thighs. And I, I said to Claire, like, she, who you said you thought it was sexual, and I said, right, I can see how it's sexual, but there's a million other ways that it's it's not sexual, and especially someone like Matt, who's a bodybuilder. Yeah. The amount of time that he will spend and other guys and other people will spend looking at his muscles, and it's totally non-sexual about like. Oh, look at the head of that tricep there. You know, you're like, it's... For me, I think it's about intent. So the person who had the baguettes, I'm learning the language. The person who had the baguettes, was it a girl or a gay guy who fancied him and wanted to see him score? Or was it a bloke taking the piss and being like, oh, mate, do... Like, what is the intent behind my, it? There's no way from what I've seen to know. But right. my gut feeling would be that it is, again, some rugby club lads who just wanted to... Him to, like, humiliate himself yeah, a little bit? Yeah, it's all, right, all okay. about that. Like, Claire was saying, well, what's the fun in that? I was like, if you go to the rugby club, the only fun anyone ever gets is making other people's life worse. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> chin, think... Chin drinks until you throw up, and oh, then we'll all cheer. It's the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah. But doing 20 squats... Yeah, but the guy only had enough baguettes for 20. Sl- we'll <laughs> save them up for something better then. Yeah, There's my advice so to you, baguette take- collectors. Our takeaway is what a pathetic, like, what a pathetic Keep your baguettes for something better. I think it comes down to the fact that Peggy's feeling, I think she's so worried about what her friends and family are going to think. And so she doesn't want, I don't even know if she cares as much as she's letting on or she's worried her family will be judging That's him. Mm. Yeah. So she's preempting, yeah. she's almost preempting other people's judgment by being super judgy herself. Yeah. And then like, it was so inappropriate for her to bring up the rimming <gasps> because it was basically shaming him for no purpose. Because then she was like, oh, don't tell mummy what it means. And I'm like, well, don't bring it up then. But this is why I think that smacks to me that she was told to bring that up. I really do because you wouldn't you just wouldn't and she's already said that her family are more traditional they wouldn't like the squatting they wouldn't like the you know element of yeah. that element of George's life so I don't believe out there Peggy would ever bring that up in front of her mum in front of her sister yeah, yeah maybe her and her sister would have a conversation it felt like it. he was being but not out to dry it felt she, like a Peggy and I think sort of not for the first time sort of threw George under the bus yeah because like why why do that and she knows her sister who came just like I I did a tweet saying I thought of the wedding like George obviously came across the worst out of everyone at that Mm. that wedding 
But she was a bit annoying, but I thought, oh, she's had a few drinks. Well, the sister, was heck- <laughs> the sister was heckling him, but not just heckling, like asking him really detailed questions from the wedding breakfast tables of like, so do you want kids then? Like yeah. across the room. And it's such a... Anyway, yeah, like you said, she might have had a few drinks, but with the meet the friends and family night last night, Georges seemed genuinely nervous. Yeah. And I wasn't sure whether that showed that he cares yeah I got the sense that like he was shaking when he was doing the sushi and the drinks and he was like oh, I'm so nervous about like your sister and like making a good impression I was like surely if he was here just to promote his YouTube channel or what's it called Switch Twitch, Twitch. Switch <laughs> oh my gosh Twitch apparently um, surely if he was here just to self-promote he wouldn't have had those same nerves of meet the family he seemed genuinely nervous he, he did seem genuinely nervous and the thing that annoyed me and he didn't what? even know he was going to be thrown under the bus <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, don't be right to be nervous. What, what annoyed me was that um, he had answers to Holly's questions, which she acknowledged. But then she go when she's talking to Peggy, well, he's thought about what I'm going to ask him and then he's got answers ready. And that's just like, <laughs> seems false to me. It was yeah, like, mm, what, what do you want? What she wanted was uh, to, to catch him out. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing to catch out. He's, there's nothing for him to be ashamed of. If he's not right for your sister, he's not right for your sister. But don't ridicule the guy. Well, it like, felt doomed because Peggy really cares what her family think. Mm. Although I remember feeling proud of her almost like when she stood up to her dad. I remember her dad was like, bollocks. Of your fucking bollocks you are. <laughs> <Of> your fucking <laughs> bollocks you are. And when she said she was, she was going to do it, obviously she has, she is like an empowered person who can make her own decisions, but it feels like her family's opinions are really important to her. Yeah. So to then go the extra mile to, humili- to humiliate him, and it is almost like she's preempting them, judging him by giving them all the worst information she can think of mm-hmm. to let them make up their own mind. And then, I don't know, it feels doomed. Yeah, mm. it, it does. It does. And he's right. I think, like, already he's not... Th- their perception of him is that he's not good enough. And you're never going to turn... I don't think he's ever going to turn that round. Because it's not something that he's done... Again, you know, we know that the group don't like George, but we mm. don't know why. What, from what we've seen, there's nothing there that he's done that's, that's bad. Like, fair, they don't like that he's he's a, a, an online gamer. Mm. What, you want him to cut that out? I mean, it seems quite important to him. He's a bit yeah. juvenile, but... It's not yeah, the thing but he world. isn't going to give that up, is he? And he shouldn't, really, if it's important yeah. to him and that's what he wants to do and this part of his life. She, then, yeah, he has to keep that. He's, a give, he's I, already given up rimming. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's sacrificed a lot. Remember? Well, well, yeah. He's sacrificed a lot. I was, and I think maybe he's just talking about three weeks of sex. Three that's weeks, what he sacrificed. Three weeks without sex. And he's acting <laughs> like he's going to die. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to really be on George's side. It's just certain incidents where I feel like when he's hung out to dry, you're like, well, that's not super oh, fair. Principle, I don't want to be yeah. on George's side. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just, he gave me the ick from day one of the boob chat. Yeah. And, and I know I keep coming back to that, but that... We can't forget the boob chat. Well, it was just so just, many times. It's ingrained now. Yeah. And then now I'm like, well, I can see both sides, but I just, it's, it feels doomed in terms of what they both want. Yeah. yeah. And you want them to meet in the middle, but is it going to happen? And then with the family and friends, it just, it just makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know about his friend. Because oh. we're, we're talking about Holly a lot, aren't we? And, you yeah. know, I mean, at least she kind of... I don't, I don't put our opinion out there and ask some questions and you know she's invested well but what was he what what was he doing he gave a friend? very dubious opinion <laughs> yes. which was like put your foot down be a bit selfish think, i can't believe she has oh, a new sex in three yeah weeks. be more think, selfish think about yourself yeah. now. Think, 
Like, think of, I wouldn't have thought George would ever need to hear that advice. No. Be more selfish. But like in the grand scheme of things, can we all agree three weeks is not a very long amount I of know. time? I no, know. When you first first sort of met someone in a weird yeah and you're trying to build a trust so I'm like this is not you're not living the life of a monk like let's be honest and there's been it's been rocky as well there's been the whole squatting thing there's been the whole OnlyFans thing and all the group stuff as well all the group stuff that was big for them wasn't it Peggy was really upset by that I thought Cam's advice was bad (laughs) yeah not, not great advice Better or worse than Arthur's friends when they told him to just go for the I love you in his, in his <laughs> <Similar. vows. laughs> These guys, honestly. But also, like, it just doesn't stand up, that advice, because he, it, George can't force Peggy. Yeah. Well, like, no. he, 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 there's nothing you can do there that's, no. like, above board that forces someone to be ready before they are, so... And it was only, like, two episodes ago he was saying, I need to think about we... More than, I know. More than yeah, exactly. I know. It wasn't a great scene, was it? In general, like they didn't stand up for each other. They didn't, mm. like in terms of George and Peggy, they didn't come as a united. They didn't have a united front. It was like her family against him, and then his friend giving him advice against her, and like, mm. and her throwing him under the bus, as we've talked about. So it just, just didn't. Yeah. Well, she says, "Oh, you know, I know the re- the real George." It's like. What do you what do you mean? I think that is the real George. But as soon as the first opportunity arises to lay out all his bad points, mm. there they are. You know, maybe yeah. there are some like sweeter moments. We ha- we have seen some sweet things from them when they look after each other on the couch or like hold hands or say how are you you're right and like there's a few moments we see that and presumably like if they're both still in the process they must be having some laughs behind the scenes. <laughs> some laughs, <laughs>, <Yeah. laughs> some slap knee laughs. Yeah, but I mean, it seems like, you know, her saying, I know the real George, maybe that's the bit that she likes the most. Yeah. And then the bit she doesn't like the most. It's not the real She's kind of saying, that's not really him. (laughs) So she can kind of bat them away a little bit. His Twitch account is just a joke. (laughs) At some point, otherwise it's not going to work. But he does have a bit of a juvenile, I don't know if it's an alter ego, but a persona. Mm -hmm. So maybe if he can shake that off and grow up a little bit, maybe like he's not a bad guy. Yeah. So you guys already know that the romantic in me likes the new couple. (laughs) So we've got Adrienne and Matt. And again, like, the way it's edited, they always start off as a bit of a caricature. So he was portrayed as this sort of, like, beefcake. And she was, in the first few seconds, portrayed as somebody who just, like, is really dolled up. Mm -hmm. And then you see so much more of them and you start to fall in love with them a little bit because there's all these facets to them being into their other activities, like she's hiking up the hills... Mm. And she's had a really difficult, like, teenage years. Mm. And she's then a, he's... She's d- into radiation. Yeah, she well, yeah. She's Homer Simpson, <laughs> oh, yeah. working in the nuclear part. So she is... You can't put her in a box. And then with him, you see this beefcake, but then he's got these other parts to him. And you're like, these are lovely, well-rounded people who actually suit. They feel like they really suit. They do. I, I hope that they go through it without any drama. I know. They just seem like normal people. I mean, aside from Matt's unbelievable otherworldly physique <laughs> what was your tweet Wolverine's yeah. or something, yeah. <laughs> when he was in the swimming pool I put that is this the tank they kept Wolverine in uh, the guy's yeah. fucking huge yeah. but anyway <laughs> they just seem like lovely normal people I don't yeah. want them to get you need couple I feel like it's a little unbalanced at the moment this series it's t- a bit too much weighted in favour of the drama I agree yeah. I, I, want, I want them 
to go through it and just be like a nice couple who, fair enough, might have some road bumps based around real relationship issues. Yeah. I don't want them to be a week from now, oh God, Matt said something to Erica and now it's, you know, oh, yeah. it's... Yeah. I agree. You want them to be insulated from that. Yeah. And involved then- in the group. Let's get on with the group. But let's not get involved in the drama yeah. of yeah. the group. Involved but not involved. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they seem really well matched. And like I love those moments at the at the altar where they mm-hmm. turn around and there's genuine attraction. There's like a you can see them like take a breath of relief that they like each other and the yeah, families sort of can tell. This is always like a vibe, isn't there? And theirs was lovely. And then there was a really sweet bit where they were having their photos taken and they were holding each other around the waist, but having um, they were leaning back to chat. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they were really, really close to each other, but both leaning back and being like, oh, so where's your mum? Oh, and like, they were having this really deep conversation, <laughs> but so close. Yeah. Um, and you could just imagine the photographer being like, I'll just give them a minute. They seem to be having a real deep yeah. Um oh. But they do seem to have a lot in common and it doesn't mean you're a good match just because you both have a poorly parent or that you've both been through some hardship and stuff but I think they can probably appreciate where the other one's coming from yeah, yeah. more than if you'd never experienced anything like that yeah and they're both northern <laughs> your favourite <laughs> obviously helps yeah. I was like oh where are they from <laughs> not that well, far from us there are some Sioux Rippers you know not everyone's yeah quite here. a few actually aren't they yeah, yeah. um yeah, she's in Cumbria and he's Harrogate. Harrogate. They're not far, are they? That's, yeah. not, that's not too far. Harrogate's nice. <laughs> we I like really, Harrogate. I was, so, I was so moved by her friendships. The fact that her friend took her in and then oh. they were there as like the family on the day. Yeah. They were all crying. And I then they were, they were so wanting it to work. You could really see yeah. they were really beautiful, beautiful friends yeah. who wanted it to work, were crying when she was stood there with him in the, in the church and then, or the building. And then... Um, Oh, just lovely, just lovely, supportive friends. You were you were quite impressed by his behaviour before she arrived, like saying hello to everyone. Oh, and yeah, because it felt like I think he decided in advance, I'm going to go to whoever's on that front row mm. and just introduce myself and say hello. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think maybe when he got there, he realised they weren't parents, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, so he must have had to kind of clock that a bit. Yeah. But he still introduced himself, you know, how are you? I'm nervous. Mm. And and I thought that was really nice. He's mm-hmm. kind of building that connection with them straight yeah. away. Well, when and- I go on, I'm definitely going to like do... <laughs> I'm going to say hello to people on the first row and as soon as my bride, as soon as I turn around, I'm going like, oh, you look beautiful. That's standard, what you have to do. Standard. Oh, yeah. oh, That's what you have to do. Second marriage. So sweet. Is there something you wanted to tell me? <laughs> You'd be one of the oldest contestants they've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 41. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm older than any. How old is Terence? Terence was 40, I think. Oh, fuck oh, me. <laughs> Terence is 40. We'd yeah. be like, and me and Claire would be like, the diversity of this year is beautiful. <laughs> that man's got a graying beard. <laughs> he used to be married. <laughs> to someone he's already he's already been married but his tragic backstory is that his wife died in a boating accident <laughs> luckily I'm not into boats yeah, so right. to go out on the water <laughs> but going back to how they are at the front sometimes you can tell that nerves mean they act like a bit of a knob without realising they go to the yeah. front and they're dead silent they don't turn around and like it's not a good first impression but it must just be the nerves mm-hmm. but he was great wasn't he he said hello to everybody and then he was just beaming when she and I mean she is stunning they're, they're a beautiful couple but her coming down the aisle she sort of like floated in and then it was really sweet because well not sweet sweet's the wrong word when he said oh you came down by yourself and she said it's empowering yeah oh, that was a great yeah, answer yeah yeah it was lovely 
I thought it was interesting when they were talking about the. Um, uh, well, obviously he's into in, into fitness. Was hoping to go to the Olympics as a diver until his his back injury, mm. and she lost eight stone, which is a remarkable amount. Yeah. Um, but do you, what do you think about that? Them saying like fitness is so important to them. Normally we wouldn't bother matching on things like that. Yeah, they did say that, didn't they? The experts. I don't. This time it feels like it symbolises more than yeah. the gym. And I feel like for them, it's been uh, crutch is the wrong word, mm-hmm. like an anchor, an anchoring thing of yeah. like finding your strength in routine. And you know, if you're having to support a parent with MS or in a wheelchair or something, letting off some of that energy, mm. you know, it's an element of control, isn't it? Of like, oh, I, can, I control, I can yeah. control my own fitness. I can let out some energy at the gym. So I don't think it's like trying to look buff necessarily, although to an extent because he's a bodybuilder I think it's also like it's a happy place it's a freeing place it's a place where they don't have to think about like family troubles yeah so I think they're united in like what it means to them rather than it being just very much about mm-hmm. appearance I think that's the difference is it's important for them for their mental health for their well-being for yeah. their lifestyle it's like an yeah like an anchor it's an yeah. integral part of how they live rather than I go to the gym because I want to take loads of photos of myself and you know I want to go down that route yes. so it does have more of a kind of um, values feel to it yeah thinking about what the experts would look for not like when <laughs> I can't remember their names now but there was that couple where she she was like, I need someone who likes house music and goes to the gym. Carolina. Oh. Carolina. And yeah. you were like, that is not, it wasn't grounding for her. It was no. just. I like, I like gym. I like house music. I like going for coffee. Yeah, it's like good luck. <laughs> oh yeah, he didn't drink coffee the other guy, did he? She's not impressed by that. She wouldn't like you. But this, yeah, no, and I hate house music. But she, um, no, I don't. But uh, she. <laughs> Just don't offend all depends. the house fans who listen. <laughs> I mean, I'm more of an ABBA fan, but the um, oh, wow, we talked about wow before, yeah. didn't we? No, I think for them, it's much. It's a bigger. It represents something yeah, bigger. It does, and as big as his arms <laughs> <laughs> oh there was a gratuitous close up on them wasn't yeah. there I think there's going to be because we're going to see him what's tonight tonight's um, the other wedding isn't it the other wedding and then the other sort of family coming round for, yeah. for some we haven't of the other seen couples. Ros and Thomas with their family we haven't seen Paul and Tasha or Laura and Arthur so we've right, probably got yeah. that tonight yeah. mm. actually we haven't seen Nathaniel and Ella with their family either no and the, the teaser bit was Nathaniel on the phone to his friend Oh yes, yeah. So maybe that's, that's right. not budget was cut and they them. couldn't afford the train. Yeah. <laughs> well, I reckon. Well, so the train was on strike. Yeah, true. <laughs> so tonight will be a couple of them, two of those couples, I think, and then and the, the other wedding. new couple, and then tomorrow yes. will be the other two and the honeymoons, oh. and then it's going to be the dinner party at the end of the week, right? Which looks explosive. No commitment ceremony this. No commitment okay. ceremonies on Monday. I feel oh. like people are just going to be listening on for the logistics. We just say, like, what's <laughs> yeah. coming up? Tune in because there's going to yeah. be this and this. I mean, honestly, guys, we can just check the TV, guys. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's guesswork. But yeah, the new the new couple have got really high hopes. Yes. I'm now pinning everything on this poor couple, <laughs> yeah. Adrienne Jesus. and I'll tell you what, though. I hope when they come in, they don't tell Tasha that they're doing well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, keep it quiet. <laughs> I really like them. They seem great. Yeah. Okay, so stay tuned to hear Claire and Sarah talk to Charlene Douglas. About sex. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of sex talk. <laughs> Might be useful for Peggy's mum to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Enlightening. <laughs> and we'll be back on Friday. Uh, follow us at Maths Hysteria on Twitter, Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, 
yeah, leave us a leave us a review if you can. That'd be that'd be useful. Yeah. Um, but until Friday, goodbye from me, Omar Abid. Goodbye from me, Sarah Clark. Goodbye from me, Claire Limmer Abid. And if you are Peggy's mum, might I recommend UrbanDictionary.com. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We're now joined by the beautiful, fabulous, amazing Charlene Douglas. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, we just, it's so lovely to see your face and it feels quite a privilege to have you to ourselves. We're used to seeing you on the big screen or the the small screen. Small screen. Small screen. But now we've got you on our Zoom screen. Our small screen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's great to have you. Thank you for joining us. No worries. How are you finding this season of maths? How is it different to before and is it? Is it a good one? So is it a good one? I'd say it's not a good one. It's a fantastic Uh, one. Great answer. It's doing really, really well. I feel like everywhere I go, people are asking me about Married at First Sight, like on the train, on the tube, on the bus, shopping. Um, So I feel like everyone is really captured and captivated by um, by the stories. So this year, I think, is phenomenal. Yeah, we definitely yeah, are absolutely enthralled. When we come in to record the podcast, we try and hold off talking about <laughs> it until we press record because yeah. we're just buzzing to talk so about what's much happened. to talk about. What do you think it is this year then that's made it so good, so interesting, that's been so engaging for people? So I think that it really is because we've got a real diverse team today. So, so today, real diverse, I feel like I'm on the show, real diverse team today, real diverse uh, cast. And I think that yeah, people can relate to the different characters on 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 you know on the show. So, you know, we've got a trans person, we've got someone that has a disability, we have black couples, we have people from up north, people from down south. Like I feel like we've got a mixture of everyone. And I think people can relate to some of the stories as well. You know, as much as you know, we're in the press for different reasons, people can relate to the stories and you know, hopefully the advice that we give as experts really help uh, people as well. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's just fantastic. <laughs> we agree. Yeah. We wouldn't have a like a fan podcast if we didn't well, love the show. Yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted to ask about Northerners, actually. <laughs> he laughed at me because that was one of the questions I wrote down because, uh, well, I'm the only Geordie on our podcast, even though we're based in Newcastle, almost yeah. by Manchester. And I'm join just us a from down south. Southerner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did about the amount of northerners? Because it's quite a surprise. There are a lot compared to other years. A deliberate choice, or no? I think it's more, you know, just making sure that we've got the right people and the right matches. I think it just so happened that a lot of the people were from up north. But I think it's just so nice to hear that just the different dialects and the accents, and, and it's always so funny on set because you know sometimes they'll say things, and I'm I'm a Londoner, and I thought, you know, when you're a Londoner, you think that you know you know English like that <laughs> um, you know it all. and then you know you'll speak to someone from up north and they'll say something and I'm like what what does that mean like yeah. no and then Paul and Mel are looking at me as a Londoner like what is that and I'm like I don't know because <laughs> oh, yeah. you've got across the board of experts yeah you've got American, Australian. Australian and British. And actually they're looking yeah. at you and you're like, I haven't got a clue. Translate. But there are other times I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm not quite sure. I'm gonna what guess. That means. 
we know? actually <laughs> wanted to ask you about your relationship with the other experts because going into the process of matching couples which we're all fascinated by we're all fascinated by the science of how are these people put together um is are there things that you prefer above Paul or Mel or Mel prefer you know how is that process and how are you three involved together so so I think the word is together so we kind of we have different areas of expertise but you know when we're discussing and exploring how we want to match people we usually kind of come to an agreement based on you know interests and values and hobbies and past relationships and what they want moving forward, like what does it for them? And of course, my area is about sex and intimacy. So that sexual compatibility is really important. Um, but things like, you know, who initiates sex usually in a relationship and who doesn't, you know, how open they are talking about the world of intimacy. And there are lots of questions that go into it and lots of, you know, we don't, we don't just ask questions and, and then we're like, okay, yeah, this is who we need to match them with. We really study them and understand who they are before we match them with people. So, so it's a whole process. If somebody, if a couple were really well matched in some areas, but sexually they didn't seem like a great match, mm. would you be saying this is a red flag or maybe they can overcome that and actually they're really good on family values and hobbies, they're from the same geographical area, he's yeah. wild and she's not or vice versa. Would you, is that a red flag or is that, you know, could, well, it, it depends. We have to look at things holistically. So if they are the polar opposites in terms of sexual compatibility, we'd have to look at like, are they open to compromise and negotiating? So for example, you might get someone who comes across as maybe not really into sex or don't, doesn't really want to talk about it. But the more you kind of explore the world of sex with them, the more you realise that actually... It's not like they don't want to talk about sex, but the environment has to be right. They have to feel emotionally safe with a person. They like romance. They like the build up, you know, so there are other factors in, in place. So it's not a kind of blanket. You like sex. I don't. So, you know, we yeah. can't be together kind of thing. It's we look at things more in a holistic way. That feels a little yeah. bit like George and Peggy might be a good example of yeah. that this season where... There um, seems to be a mismatch at the moment, doesn't there, for them in terms of sexual intimacy. Peggy's not ready. George is saying he's sacrificed a lot, which I presume he's talking about sex. So we kind of wondered <laughs> about where that might go, I guess, and what you would see as being helpful for them, not helpful for them. Can it work if they don't get there soon? Let's let's talk about Peggy and George. So yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, I love this couple, by the way, I have to say, George... Uh, makes me laugh he says like I'm a sex therapist right but George will say things where you think did he did he just say that <laughs> and you've heard everything yeah and he just had to say he has this little cheeky look about him when he says these things so he's yeah he's he's super funny and and Peggy is um just I don't know I think there's just this kind of like like little girl in her where she's like oh my god did he just say that kind of thing but I have to say that it's not like Peggy doesn't like intimacy like physical intimacy and I think that that's what some people are thinking like oh George likes sex and Peggy doesn't like that's not the case at all what Peggy's saying is there's a way that I'd like this to be done like I need to build that that trust I need I need romance I like the build up a little bit. I like the suspense. But what happens is 
our George goes straight in there with like <laughs> some naughty comment and it then just takes Peggy back a few steps. So they just need to work on that and then I think they'll be fine. Yeah, because she has her Prince Charming ideal and every time he says something that could be construed as a bit crude mm. or a bit jokey, for her it's quite jarring because it doesn't fit with her perfect guy. Um, and I guess... It's just interesting to watch, isn't it? It's interesting for us to watch as the viewer of how they find a middle ground because he isn't your, like, perfectly behaved Prince Charming. <laughs> but who is? There isn't a guy who would fit that anyway. So it's just interesting <laughs> seeing them find, like, the in the granular of the everyday and she wants yeah. that romance. And, and like you said, trust. That was really interesting hearing about trust because it feels like she's sort of been testing him to see like, is he trustworthy? I will not sleep with this man or be intimate with this man until he's proved himself. And he doesn't quite realise maybe what he's being tested on. Yeah, We have a little, yeah. yeah, I don't know what you think about this. We have a little theory on Georgia. He does seem to be just saying what she wants to hear to some extent. I mean, some people might say don't most men, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, the thing is, like, a lot of my heterosexual friends, couples, clients, you'll get situations where the guys, when they're with the guys, as a woman, you pro probably wouldn't even recognise them in terms of things that they're saying, yeah. things they get away with, you know, kind of the jokes that they make, etc. But oftentimes they know that when they go back to their wives or their girlfriends, that that's not going to wash and that they can't behave in that way. George hasn't quite learned that. <laughs> Oh, he hasn't yeah. quite got, maybe I don't say this he here and now. Maybe yeah. I say this elsewhere. Yeah, this, Charlene, this is why you're the expert, because that's perfectly put. And I'm just laughing because Omar's not here to defend men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no men here to defend themselves. I totally agree. But he has, it's a, sorry, I guess it's about boundaries, isn't it? You know, mm. what, what are his boundaries? And she's not sure because he'll take them to an extreme point mm. or he doesn't have them anymore because he'll just agree with her. So... I think yeah. she hasn't quite figured that out. Well, they haven't quite figured that out yet, enough for yeah. her to feel safe to be intimate with him. Okay. And remember, this is a sort of fast-tracked process. So in the real world, you would have the time to really get to know someone, not just you and them, but you get to see them with their family, with their friends. You may be, you'd meet them after work. You'd hear how they react to certain situations with friends and family. So you're not getting any of that. And I think that you're just sort of looking at them, hoping that they are who they say they are. Um, and obviously, you know, we've got uh, other couples that are very, uh, what? how do I put it, um, um, opinionated and <laughs> have a lot to say. So you should also listen to what some of them are saying. And it's hard to know, yeah, can I trust this person? Yeah. Do you have a favourite couple? I mean, at the moment, you know the whole process because you've seen everything play out, but we're just halfway through. And, yeah. um, do you have a favourite couple as the show is at the moment, halfway through, in terms of their intimate mm. connection and their sexual compatibility, since that's your area of expertise? Do you have a favourite couple at the moment for that? So I do feel like the question about the favourite couple comes up like every year. And I probably give the same answer in that I think there's something that I love about each of the couples. Yeah. And that is that is the genuine truth. I think there are definitely couples that maybe I, I resonate with more and so turn to some of their stories. But I think overall, there's something in each of the couples yeah. that's just like, that's a bit of magic. You know, particularly when I see couples that are listening, that are taking on the feedback, that are trying, that are working through some of the difficulties, like that, yeah, brings brings a joy to my heart. Yeah, we've seen a little bit of that with Roz and Thomas, haven't we? I was just we? thinking about them. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like the, the tortoise and the hare, and they've been a yeah. tortoise, but it feels like it's plodding, plodding yeah. in the right <laughs> direction. And they, they yeah. kind of 
used sex as a way to gauge what, well, Roz did, I guess, from what we saw, mm-hmm. as a way of gauging whether she liked him, whether she was interested in him or not. And that kind of fell. Backfired fl- a little yeah, bit. Black, yeah, it backfired, didn't true. it? So what what do you think of that approach to sex in a relationship? I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't advise people to do that. You know, I think that it's quite controversial, isn't it? And some people have said that if it was the other way around, we'd be really hard on the guy. If a yeah. guy said, look, I'm just going to have sex with you just to see whether there's something there. Yeah. But I think, you know, it was really heartbreaking to hear that Roz received so many negative comments and trolling around, around that. And she's such a nice person. She's the sweetest girl. Like, you know, if she's upset someone, like her tears will come straight away because she just doesn't want to upset anybody. She's got... She's been very open. She's not been sneaky. And I think there is a physical attraction there uh, for her with Thomas. And I think that that's very much there. But Ross has been through a lot in life, like a lot of us have. And I think she's a bit more cautious about getting close to someone and making sure that it's real. I think Thomas is a bit further ahead where he kind of knows how he feels about Ross. But I think Ross is still kind of trying to work out what she's feeling Um I hope you'll get there. It's so it's so interesting <laughs> to watch. Like you say, sometimes we're fascinated by masks because we do see parallels with relationships we've had or relationships we're in. Mm. Um, and it's like sometimes these char- characters, these contestants can seem like caricatures, but actually the more we see of them, the more real and raw they are, yeah. the more we see our own insecurities. We yeah. just I, I would say I would say the reason why there are certain, you know, viewers that are really um, reactive when they see some of these stories play out is probably because they recognise some of these stories either in their own lives or people that are close to them. Um, you know, unfortunately and fortunately, lots of different types of people exist, different types of behaviours, right or wrong. And I think for some of us, it can be quite difficult to see certain behaviours play out. Like, you know, I know seeing some of the couples and some of the behaviours that I've had exes that have behaved like some of those people, you know, and so I'm privileged to be in a position where I can say, look, you know, I know that you're a good person. How about trying this a different way? And and for most of the time, they, they do listen. They do take on the feedback. Yeah, that's what we were going to ask about. Yeah. How you kind of create that balance around what you notice and then do follow up on with the couples yeah. and what you notice that perhaps you have to kind of keep to yourself. <laughs> and how you manage that because there's so much that happens in relationships that you can't kind of you know um confront everything so I wondered how you kind of approach that basically how do you hold back when you just (laughs) want to shake them and go do you see what you're doing you You absolute nutter how do you how do you restrain yourself well a couple of things one my face doesn't lie anyway <laughs> a lot of my um, like people that really know me very well they're like mm, you weren't happy with that Charlie we can see it in your face expression but it's really funny because when I watch the show I'm, I also look at Paul and Mel and I find it funny seeing their face expression because I know the things that make them smile and things that kind of maybe are a bit like ooh, a bit annoying for them mm-hmm. um, but you know ultimately we want the couples to work out and you know, I some of the couple's behaviours aren't great, but as people, they're good people. And I think that's what, where we, we come from in that we we see the, the person and the behaviour separately. Right. Mm. Okay, no, that's yeah. really helpful. Yeah. And I think that's maybe where as humans we fail because we tie people up with their behaviours and we don't see the potential of 
we write people off as goody and baddie and yeah. villain and hero. And it's like, that's actually a much healthier way of, <laughs> of separating. Like, I guess when you're raising a child, I don't know if you've got kids, Charlene, but you, you try and separate their behavior. Yeah. You don't say you're a bad boy, you're a yes. bad girl. You say that yeah. wasn't great behavior. Yes. Try and do it Let's differently. Talk about that and then we're treating yeah. the mass contestants like children, like that wasn't great behavior, was it? Let's try and change, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's so true. just be a balance because you're going to have a, a internal response to what's going on in that couple, aren't you? So you've got to kind of try to manage that. And then there's a weighing up of do I kind of say that to that person or that to that person? Because maybe there's both people you want to bring something up to. I mean, I, I would just say it to both. I would just say it in different ways. I, I feel like I can say the same thing in about 10 different, 10 different ways. <laughs> Is it ever frustrating to see how the final edit, you know, because I we heard from a previous contestant, Sophie, from Last Maths UK, yeah. that you spend hours, when it's a commitment ceremony, you spend hours and hours and hours recording, like an hour per couple, you're there for like eight or nine hours. It just sounded, it sounded intense. Um, is it ever frustrating to see that maybe some of your advice has been cut out from the final edit? Do you guys have a say in what's kept in, in any sense? So do we have a say? No. Right. Um, but, you know, we understand the world of TV. You know, if I was doing my own podcast, then you would hear me speaking a lot more. You'd hear a lot more of my advice. And the same for Paul and Mel. But, of course, it's TV. They have to squeeze it into, like, a real short space of time. So, you know, I get it. And I understand, like, the cast may feel that, you know, there are some really good parts that were missed. But, you know, it's a difficult job, isn't it, to be able to kind of have, like, hours of footage and kind of create a show from that and and to create a 60 minute commitment ceremony and um, the commitment ceremonies when we film them are super long I mean they are so long but the next day I feel like I've got, I'm recovering from a hangover I'm shattered I kid you not like literally the next day I can't do anything oh my goodness just, my body is drained because it's it takes a lot from you emotionally we really want the couples to work we're seeing tears anger walking out slamming doors shouting screaming um We've seen it all. We've seen it all. But we're also seeing kissing and love and, ah. <laughs> and hugs and the I love yous. And so it's just a roller coaster of a lot of emotions. So oh to try and capture all of that for a commitment ceremony, I think, takes some work. And I, I think the producers do a good job with that. They do. And obviously, they have to follow certain threads and storylines. I've said to you guys before, I would actually watch that uncut, like, 24 hours. You know, on original <laughs> Big Brother, where, you know, when you could watch people sleeping? I think with Math's commitment ceremony, I would watch, like, the uncut version to see mm. what, because <laughs> I'm a loser. Yeah, well, but I think it would be interesting because we'd hear more from the three of you if we had more time. And yes. I guess those couples essentially get intensive therapy sessions with three experts yeah. every single week. So it they do. really intense, as you say, for you and for them as well. Yeah, I think the thing is, though, just to say with some of the couples, so if you have done something not so great a few days before and you know that you're coming to the commitment ceremony, I do feel like, like they're probably a little bit nervous because it's like, you know, going to tell your therapist what you did and you know that your partner is going to really go in and say and they did this and they did that so you know I acknowledge that that's not always easy for them but I think one sort of feedback that Paul Mel and I have received is that we help people to feel comfortable there and I don't know if I've read anywhere that any of them will come to the commitment ceremony and not feel like we've got their back or that we're protecting them or we want them to do well we will challenge them if we see behavior that we don't like 
But I hope that none of them will ever say that we haven't been kind to them. Because one thing that Paul May and I hold dear to our hearts is the importance of being kind. I think you always are. And I think it's one criticism. Sometimes people want you to be less kind. Because they're like, take this person down. This narcissist (laughs) needs to be dragged. And I think people have quite vengeful when they're watching it on TV or chatting about it on Twitter. And actually, you guys are so kind that it's very refreshing. But it's almost some people like revenge (laughs) the thing is though it doesn't work so if you want people to change behavior you have to be aware of how you share your feedback with them your tone of voice your body language because otherwise you'll get the the opposite result so we have to build rapport with with the couples we want them to change behavior so us going in isn't going to work they will just be more defensive and then they'll be like i'm just not going to change so it's then a lose-lose situation for both of us yeah it's bringing to me the porsche moment that we thought we'd ask you about because that seems to have been a big thing on social media. It's very popular. Oh, gosh, everywhere I go, I tell you, like every, even now, the Porsche and Terrence are not in the experiment anymore. And even now, everywhere I go, they're like, so what do you think about Porsche and Terrence? In fact, I've got two voice notes <laughs> on my phone from friends where they're still talking about it. We don't want to be moment. we don't want to be boring and just ask the same questions as everybody else. But it was a big moment, and I think you were great when you were like, "I don't think you are, my darling." <laughs> I have to just say, I do love Portia. I just want to say that. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, and we we always darling. defend the characters. We never want to be too mean. I mean, yeah. o- Omar can be pretty mean, can't he? Yeah, he doesn't. Like <laughs> well, yeah, I think he's sweet. I'm like, you guys are going in. <laughs> but um, it's it, the way we saw it edited. Often it was Terence being asked to apologize and Portia never being asked to apologize back but I think that was the edit but it was in I, I think everyone was behind you Charlene mm. when you said that I think it was needed and people yeah. sometimes need to be called out in a gentle kind yeah way yeah I um, agree yeah <laughs> <laughs> I sort of wanted to roll back a little bit because I'm so fascinated by how you end up as a sex and intimacy coach yes. and expert <laughs> is sex something that fascinated you from a young age is it something that you found yourself like being drawn towards later on how did it actually all start for you good question I think um you know growing up sex wasn't really spoken about it was like alluded to or you'd watch tv shows and you'd see versions of intimacy and there was really no space to ask many more questions about it you just had to make it up as as you went along and I think as I entered adulthood and had more open conversations with family and friends um I was just curious about it like the truth you know like You'd have relationships with guys and they'd be like, yeah, you know, I don't know, semen's good for your skin or all, the, all these kind of like, <laughs> weird myths, you know, or like, no. yeah, yeah, <laughs> semen's good for digestion or something ridiculous like that. Man, you know, like, like, <laughs> and you'd be you know, that just for you. And so to be in a position where you can learn the truth and the facts around sex and intimacy and share that with other people it's just it's just such a privilege and such an honor um and of course to do that on a huge platform like married at first sight you know we're we're experimenting i think more with talking about sex on shows like this i feel like the first season they were like let's see how much we can talk about it the second season we spoke about it a little bit more we had the Keisha and Kwame kind of situation where it's like let's kind of get down and then this time around i feel like there are definitely more conversations around sex and intimacy and let's just say that there'll be a dinner party soon where some stuff goes on oh my goodness that even makes me think oh my god 
that's a that's wow a great, that's a great little thing to look forward to oh, we cannot I, wait for that i found it really interesting because as british people sometimes we we say the word sex with a bit of a sex so we don't try but actually <laughs> being intimate has become the buzzword on maths for like oh have you guys been intimate and it's mm. like intimate has become men- meaning like mm. you know full sex or whatever yeah so it's yeah. almost but it's so interesting to watch because i don't know many situations where you'd sit down with your siblings or your parents <laughs> or your best friends or the full national tv like national tv and talk about your sex life i guess it just happens organically on the show where it's a part of their marriage like has it been consummated and how's it going and it's like (laughs) although i don't know i don't know how organic it was peggy bringing up no rooming situation with her mum no that was i don't know how organic that was (laughs) peggy's mum's face <laughs> which was about ribbing was um was so funny and I have to say it's funny actually so I've got a sister as well and um my sister messaged me the other day she was like you remind me of Holly <laughs> I was like I love Holly I think Holly's great so I'm glad that I'm, I'm like Holly but I think that's the thing is that people kind of recognize different characters yeah <laughs> and, and it kind of resonates with their own lives so yeah. it's very funny yeah. um do you ever feel like some couples consummate their marriages on maths too soon and it can be detrimental or do you think there's no right or wrong you know people who that night that they meet sometimes consummate is that for you is that a red flag or is that absolutely fine I think it's absolutely fine. (laughs) I think you just have to do what what feels right for you. I don't know if there's any formula. You know, you can have sex with someone early on and then that person either leaves afterwards or doesn't. You know, we know stories where people had sex on the first night and have been married for 30 years. So I don't know if there's any formula as such. I think whatever decision you make, you have to, it has to be right for you. It has to feel right. Um, I think think that's that's the, the most I can I can yeah. I can say on that. No, I think that's fair because we do see such a variation, don't we, of couples yeah. that are a slow burn and end up being great, a slow burn yeah. and end up just fizzling, or the or the other way around where it's like you can see how attracted they are straight yeah. away on the wedding day. Yeah, and there's that element of celebration because it is like their wedding day. So I think for for them it's almost like well let's go for it. Yeah, married. And what about the opposite then if they wait too long? Because I guess we've got what's, what's too long though. Yeah. Because- because if you think about it, it's really funny, actually, the questions people ask, it then gives you, it kind of helps you to understand maybe what their thoughts are on, on certain things in terms yeah. of too long or like straight away. But I would say this, in terms of, let's say the too long in terms of, like, let's say I don't know three, four months waiting, people will probably think, oh my gosh, like, when's this going to happen? But I think this, like, you have to just do what's right for you. There are people that we call, like, maybe more demisexuals where they need that emotional connection to kind of build that romantic sexual um, attraction to a partner. They need to really feel close to you. They need to know you. And I think that's fine. You know, you just have to do what, what feels right to you. I think if you do anything that's against who you really are, you probably will regret that later on down the line. And it's been interesting on this, we were talking about diversity earlier on, but it's interesting yeah. on this season that we've got um, <clears throat> Nathaniel who's pansexual. And I think it's quite cool that we're seeing a diversity in terms of people's sexuality as well. Do you think that's something that maths would maybe follow going forward of having maybe like bi couples or or individuals and people who, I guess you can't really have people who are asexual because it may not be, oh, maybe you could. Well, I think I think I think you could because you know asexual people they you know form like emotional connections with people and they find other ways of exploring intimacy. I think I think 
there you go. I've shown my I've shown my ignorance in my own question there, haven't I? Because that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, they no, have of course, of course yeah. they would. That's a stupid question. Yeah, you're totally right. No, no, but do you know what? It's, it's an um, I think it's an interesting question though because I think people do assume that if you're asexual that there's no relationship really, you know. But I I have a friend actually who's asexual and her and her partner they go on nice walks together. They like watch Netflix together, they they do bike riding together and they cuddle and they, they're really close. There's lots of like emotional intimacy, but there just isn't that sexual intimacy that happens in their relationship. And that's you know what they've agreed to. But I think I think it'd be great to have even like asexual people on Married at First Sight as well. I think Married at First Sight, we do not shy away from showing different types of relationships, sexualities, and people. So yeah, let's watch this space in terms of what happens next. No, you're right. That would be fascinating. Yeah. And I think it would be really encouraging and empowering for people watching who feel like they maybe fall into those different um sexual camps and mm. to see it on TV. Yeah. Um where do you think maths needs to go next in terms of diversity? So someone had uh, suggested like polyamorous, a polyamorous relationship, okay. you know, throuple. Um, because I think that would be really interesting to see, you know, how the thruple negotiate boundaries, communication, jealousies, insecurities. I think that would be so fascinating to to observe. So I I'd definitely love to see love to see that. But wow. whether that happens or not, I don't I don't know. I think that would be like a first. That's not happened across the world <laughs> in America. It's like, so yeah, that would be great if something like that could happen. Wow, okay. it could be called like thruple trouble or something. <laughs> <laughs> That that's really interesting yeah. you're blowing my mind no. <laughs> i feel so vanilla sometimes <laughs> well do you know what? i think that the world has changed hasn't it there's so much out there so many differences now and i think what's great about that is that people aren't just staying in their you know little couple bubble but they're exploring different ways of doing things and you know and ultimately you know make sure they're more happier now than than they than, than they ever have been so that's well, we, saw, we saw like a microcosmic version of that with the game of um, spin the bottle <laughs> because because <laughs> I guess if your partner is there and you've put boundaries in of like it's not cheating to snog in a, you know like we saw mm. how people can explore their sexuality yeah. within their relationship and it doesn't always mean it means different things for different people yeah. on a real microcosm because it was just a little game of spin the bottle we're not talking about swinging but it was but it was <laughs> well, interesting but it was interesting that it brought up on that on that low level it did bring up it brought up jealousy yeah. it brought up boundaries it brought up people playing together but also i saw something about how actually laura was there and arthur wasn't but it wasn't made anything of whereas portia it was made into a huge no. thing that Terence wasn't right. there, but apparently Arthur Arthur must have been ill. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Arthur has vanished. Yeah, I think the, the whole spin the bottle game. So there are still pieces of the puzzle that we're not completely sure about. And I think that the couples are going to keep some parts of this game closely to their chest. <laughs> um, and, you know, understandably so. I think the overriding issue was around boundaries within your relationships. Yeah. And of course, there are couples where they can place them in the bottle, they can kiss different people, and it's absolutely fine. But if you haven't had a conversation with a partner and it hasn't been agreed as part of your boundary within your relationship, then it causes this, <laughs> you know, some of what we saw, you know, some of the conflict and the arguments. So, yeah, the whole, I think the learning from this for, for viewers and for people in general was that 
if you and it's not just spin the bottle you know it's anything mm -hmm. you have to have a conversation about what isn't isn't acceptable it's even things like you know liking other people on instagram clicking like with the fire emojis i mean i put recently um, that made the news i just said like sort of dear married men like please like say hello to your wives every morning not me because I would get this morning, 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 every morning, and I'd get fire emoji signs on a picture. And sometimes a picture wasn't a sexy picture. It'd be me, I don't know, looking like this, you know? And it'd be like, I just don't need that kind of adoration and, you know, feedback from from someone who's married as well. Like, if you're single and you want to see if I'm single, you want to engage with me, that's different. But you're married, and you go on their Instagram pages, and it's like, they've got their wives, you know, they're, they're like, happy anniversary. And I'm just like, oh, great. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so interesting because that opens up a whole other world of what constitutes cheating. Because you're right. If you find out your partner has even been sending a little one-tap fire emoji yeah. to hot women or men or whatever, that is really a, a, like a breach of trust, isn't it? And a bit In like, some relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, if yeah, you find out and you didn't know and you hadn't discussed it. Yeah then of course, but it's like one little tap and it could be a real shaker yeah. of what. Yeah. Do you ever find when you're out and about, people approach you for sex advice if you're just on the oh, bus yeah. or on the track? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> what yeah. sort of things do people ask you? Oh, everything. It normally starts with, oh, in fact, on the tube the other day, a lady announced, oh my gosh, you're the sex therapist for Married at First Sight. And you know when you just want to sort of quietly be on the tube and not be recognised? And then she started asking me questions about her relationship. And I think she was, I mean, I, I kind of zoned out with some of it because I, I was thinking I'm not in work mode right now. So I just want to go grocery shopping or wherever I was going. <laughs> but she was like talking about like having low sex drive and because she's coming up to the menopause, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I gave her a little bit of advice, but it just became a bit like, oh, gosh, this isn't the time to yeah. have this conversation. Wow. Yeah, it's so, a lot to hear when you're yeah. just sitting on the tube. And yeah, <laughs> and I guess <laughs> not in work mode. I wonder if people see you and their inhibitions drop a little because they feel like they know you. <laughs> they feel like they know that you're trustworthy and you're kind and you give good advice. And so you would never say to a stranger, oh, I've got a low sex drive because I'm on. Do you know what no. I mean? But they see you, Charlene, and they just all the inhibitions drop away yeah, on the tube yeah. when other people yeah. But the thing is as well, I think because I do want to help and I think when you have the knowledge around what makes a healthy sexual relationship, you do want to impart that knowledge and, give, and, and tell people. But it is all about timing as well. And, you know, I always say this with my clients that I work with. If you want to speak to your husband or your wife or whoever about sex, choose the right timing, not kind of mid-sex when they think they're doing great. You, you know, you then say, do you know what, babe, actually... Wrong moves. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might not be the time to say it. So yeah, it's all about time. Time is important, and and that's yeah. and that's. Good. Would you yeah. would you recommend for a lot of people? It's sitting down with a drink in the evening and having like a nice gentle chat, or is it? Does it just really vary couple to couple? I think it depends. I think if you've got a partner who doesn't like the let's talk kind of uh, setup, then you might have to kind of naturally do it. Maybe when you're you're driving somewhere, maybe your partner's driving, so you're not looking at each other and it's not so intense, but you just naturally kind of say, you know, like, hey, babe, you know, I saw a great sex therapist called Charlene Douglas, and she was, <laughs> and she was saying, <laughs> and she was saying X, Y, Z, but what were your thoughts about that? And then that's a really, like, non-threatening environment to have a conversation like that. But for others, it might be an actual date night where you sit down, have a conversation, like, say, with a glass of wine, maybe, watch your married at first sight. Yeah. <laughs> And then you talk about maybe some of the things that are going on in your relationship. But 
I think definitely women in particular, and I can say that because I'm a woman, sometimes when we feel quite emotional, we just want to say what we feel. But you do have to be careful your tone of voice, your choice of language, so that people, your partner feels empowered mm-hmm. and they, they feel uh, not attacked. Um, because that's where you'll get the change if they feel like you're on the same side as them. Completely. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading somewhere that for a lot of people it is on a walk or driving because you're doing something else and you're looking ahead rather than mm. intently and intensely at each other. And yeah. it, things naturally can come up on a walk and, and it's just you've got a changing environment going yeah. past you. It's not, it's just something. It's like a non-threatening space. Yeah, that's it. Non- as long as you're not walking through anything that is threatening. <laughs> Maybe not on the YouTube either. <laughs> no, that's really... Do you have any sort of like top tips you want to share with our listeners about engaging in like healthy sexual relationships? But obviously I appreciate everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But is there anything that's sort of like a universal truth to you that... Um, I would say understand your own body and mind, your turn-ons and turn-offs before you approach your partner to have a discussion. There's nothing worse than you saying, hey, let's have a conversation about sex. Then you've got your partner's attention and then you're trying to think about what you're feeling whilst whilst they're staring at you. That is not going to go well. Know your body, know what you like. And then once you are in that position where you know what you want from a sexual relationship, find the right time to have that conversation with your partner. Um, Make sure you're not being judgmental in terms of what they share with you. And remember, just because you or your partner had the best sex in the past, doesn't mean that you can't create your own version of a great sexual relationship moving forward. New partner, new experiences. Yeah, so don't bring in old like hurts and things and old experiences to start fresh with each new person yeah because sometimes you'll get partners where they're like oh my ex you know we used to do all this kind of stuff and you know she was really adventurous in the bedroom then it can make your partner maybe feel a bit uncomfortable but you know you might have had great sex with a partner but this your ex-partner but this is a new partner now and if you understand the world of sex you know that there are there are lots of things to choose from Lots of things to choose from. <laughs> so the joy of being in, for example, in a new relationship is that you can choose what this new sexual experience looks like. And it can be fantastic. Absolutely. Mm. I presume if you're mentioning too much of sex you've enjoyed with somebody else, your partner's then going to worry that you're picturing them or imagining previous scenarios. And it's like, let's keep those separate. Yeah. You need to talk about it in a more objective way. Like I've enjoyed this in the past, but maybe not right. actually who with or because then there's a comparison straight yeah. away, isn't there? And maybe the partner feels they have to live up to how that other person was. Yeah. Rather than like you say, it's it's a different relationship now. It's working yeah. together in but a the, different Yeah, way. the thing is we, we all have a past. We don't have to sort of push it in our partner's face, do we? <laughs> you know, so there, there, there are some things that can just be left in the past and just left up in our memory. Um but it's okay if that then helps us to understand what it is that we like and what it is we don't like. I think for me, you know, sex is about pleasure and fun. And for so many couples that I work with, it's like a chore. They're doing things that they don't really want to do just because they're supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is explore the world of sex so that you can understand what you like and what you don't like. There's a lot to choose from. You don't just have to choose from the top five. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds like advice for married couples. I was just thinking, you know, as we're we're not married, but you're married enough. I'd happily marry yeah. you. Oh, nice, 
(laughs) (laughs) So the advice for married couple, I guess, is kind of similar to what you said. There's a lot to choose from. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And have fun with it. Have fun. Like, I think, you know, everyone just sees sex as this this serious thing that you do when you're in a relationship. But have fun with it. And also, sorry, I've got so much advice now. (laughs) Don't always put time limits on your sexual time with a partner, because that just puts a lot of pressure on people. Like, if you have like a Saturday free to just have fun, explore each other's bodies, have some nice food, nice drink, watch some TV, cuddle, kiss, do all sorts of great, wonderful things with each other. You you will see what your body can do and you'll experience pleasure like you've never experienced it before. Right, without time frames on like at two o'clock, we've got to go do the Aldi shop and then yeah. uh, the dog. <laughs> Who are, these, who are these mystical who are these mystical people who have a whole free Saturday? <laughs> or maybe like a Sunday afternoon or something. <laughs> but I think it's just, yeah, take the time restraint out of it because I think that kind of um that puts a lot of pressure on people. It puts a lot of pressure on people to orgasm, it puts a lot of pressure on people to pretend that they're enjoying it, it puts a lot of pressure on people to relax. Like but allow all those things to happen organically by giving yourself the pleasure of time. Right. Yeah. So oh, great. Um, people should follow you, shouldn't they, on Charlene Douglas Official they should, they. <laughs> on Instagram. Is is that the main place that you share what you're up to? So Charlene Douglas Official on Instagram. People should follow you for you know this beautiful intimate advice, and and you're so lovely with it because you're so non-judgmental. You're so open. You don't you don't embarrass easily. Clearly. <laughs> and I think you're just really kind of meeting people where they're at and like like you say everybody's completely different and for some people like we talked about asexuality for some people sexuality is not a huge thing but intimacy is different isn't it being intimate with people doesn't always mean being sexual Mm. it means being close and open yeah so they should follow you there for more advice and it's been so there's there's often sorry there's often good infographics isn't there (laughs) i like it when you post those everyone loves an infographic i love them you can say it's your favorites (laughs) yes and then i think that opens up conversations because obviously we share an insta so you know on the maps things you can show your partner or your friends on a girl's night out of course charlene it's been absolutely gorgeous talking to you we're really privileged you've joined us so much on maps hysteria and we'll be watching you tonight on TV yeah we will and we're looking forward to that dinner party that you mentioned I know I can't wait (laughs) yes it's coming up very soon thank you so so much have a gorgeous day you to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.